Heyo, and welcome in to Diesel Bets. I am your host, Chuck Diesel. Thank you so much for joining me. It is Friday, September the 10th. NFL football is here, ladies and gentlemen. We finally got one game in the bag as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers edged out the Dallas Cowboys last night. So congrats to all you Cowboy bettors last night who had either the plus seven or uh, plus eight, plus nine in some books across the land. So congratulations to you guys. I unfortunately didn't have a play on the on the game total uh, or the spread um, for the game, but I did have a play on the first half. I had the Bucks minus five and a half. Unfortunately, I did not cash that ticket, but we're going to be onward and upward with the NFL season. Uh, it's a long season, so we're not going to stress about losing a first half uh, cover there by the by the Buccaneers. So so we'll move forward here. Week two of college football, what an exciting week one it was. Um, we had so many great games this past week in college football. This upcoming weekend's not so great. We we it looks like most of the games that are going to be exciting are going to be in the twelve o'clock hour. Um, but regardless, we still got games to bet on. Plenty of stuff to do. Uh, what I'd like to do now uh, is let you know about my social media handles. Uh, let's go to TikTok and also on Twitter. I'm most active on Twitter. That's going to be at Diesel underscore Bet. You can find me there. Also, I'm starting to post my plays on the Action Network app. If you're not familiar with this app, it is a terrific app. You can actually post all of your plays in there, and it tracks your bets for you. You can set how much your unit value is to see if, how much you're making or how much you're losing. Currently, I am down, um, but we'll we'll get that corrected uh, over the course of the next few weeks here um, as we start to get into the positive, into the green, and start making some of that money. All right, so last week, my podcast plays went two and five. Uh, let's talk about a few games here. UNC and Virginia Tech. Man, Virginia Tech throttled UNC and actually absolutely took it to them. That score was not indicative of how big of a blowout that game actually was. Um, Sam Howe looked not good. Uh, he looked like he had week one jitters. He was overthrowing. He was firing darts like he had to be Brett Favre on every single play. It was so tough to see. Actually, bet them live to try and you know, to make up some of that money on that. Uh, as I took the number at minus five and a half, so unfortunately we didn't cash that one. And Sam Howe, you know, I'm not trying to be you know hyperbolic right now, but I believe you just lost the Heisman Trophy on that single game. Unless you can pull a rabbit out of your hat here, my friend, I don't think you're going to win the Heisman this year. They're going to look back at that Week One game and and, and look at how how miserably you played um, in that game. Then I had uh, two units. It was, it was actually my best bet of the day was was Michigan and Western Michigan. Unfortunately, when Skylar Moore and Ronnie Bell went out of the game, it really just took this, the wind out of both teams' sales and scoring. Uh, Western Michigan was actually moving the ball a little bit until their primary pass target got hurt. Once he got hurt, um, they, they just couldn't make anything happen, so that was unfortunate. Uh, I did hit the, PS, uh, the Penn State plus 5.5, so uh, as Penn State won outright, the over did not even come close as there's only 26, I believe it was, combined points, and the over-under was set at 49.5. So swing and a miss there. Nailed the Tulane Oklahoma game. That was one of the better games of the entire weekend as as Tulane almost pulled the upset there uh, against Oklahoma. So 67.5, we go over there and we cash that ticket. Um, Indiana and Iowa, they, they say sometimes you learn more from your losses than your wins. I learned nothing from this one other than the fact that I don't think Indiana is very good this year. Uh, they may have been a flash in the pan last year as they started uh, as they played really, really well last year. But, man, did Iowa just throttle them uh, this past Saturday. Uh, I ended up having Indiana plus three. Uh, that's a huge miss and a huge X. And then Rice and Arkansas, 
man, I, the, the research was right. The game was right. There was a there was a backdoor cover where where Arkansas scored late and of course took Rice out of the nineteen and a half. So we didn't catch that ticket. So two and five on my podcast plays. That's okay. It's a long, long season. We got NFL on the books. Um, and then, you know, one of the things you'll want to do is follow me on Twitter, like I said, because I'm going to be posting my live picks there. I'm also going to be doing player pop, player props for the NFL there. So that's always exciting. So diesel underscore bets on Twitter and TikTok. I'm not nearly as active on TikTok, but I'm going to try to post some videos throughout the NFL season. Won't do much for college football on TikTok. It'll just mostly be primarily surrounded around the NFL. So pitter-patter, let's get at her. All right, let's jump right on into college football. Got four plays for you here today. Uh, the first game is probably going to be one of the more highly bet games outside of Oregon, Ohio State, and that's going to be Iowa State taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes for the Cyhawk Trophy. ESPN Game Day is going to be there, so you know they're going to be covering that a lot and talking about that game quite a bit. So jump on the bandwagon there and bet this game. Iowa State struggled out of the gates last weekend, uh, not even coming close to covering the the large 26.5-point spread. Uh, They only won by six last week. So a little bit of a look-ahead spot there for Iowa State, where Iowa was not looking ahead at all. They were completely focused on Indiana and then smashing them. Iowa, 2-8 and against the spread after playing Indiana. So not good news. For Iowa fans out there looking for uh, for a cover here, or Iowa betters looking for a cover here, and then uh, more importantly, uh, Matt Campbell uh, has really struggled against Iowa and Kirk Ferentz. Uh, oh, for his last five, uh, something's got to change, right? So really, hopefully, really hoping it does this week because I am on Iowa State uh, minus four and a half. I'm actually seeing sharp money come in on Iowa State, so I am going to go. I'm going to follow the money here. I'm going to follow the sharps. I'm going to take Iowa State minus four and a half. Next game on my bet slip here is Illinois versus UVA as they travel to Charlottesville. UVA is ten point favorites with an over under set at fifty five. The Cavaliers tuned up Massachusetts last week, uh, while Illinois actually dropped a game to uh, UTSA. Illinois was a little beat up last week, so they were missing a few a few of their players. But that's no excuse to drop uh, to UTSA after absolutely handling Nebraska the week before. So Brett Bielema, while I believe he's going to turn this Illinois program around, I think he's got a a, a big uphill battle against him here. Virginia te- or excuse me, UVA is ten and two against the spread versus non ranked opponents. Of course, Illinois is not ranked. Um, UVA gets up for these um, sort of out of conference, non non ranked games, which is good. This this uh, line actually opened up at thirteen. It's been bet down to ten. Some books that have it at ten, ten and a half. It's always important when you're placing bets to shop around and try to get the best number. For me, you know, I'm kind of s- stuck betting just two books uh, based on where I'm located. So currently, I got it at ten, and then UVA. I think they just got way too much offense for Illinois. They're going to pull away late. And then we get uh, UVA to cover that 10 points. So I'm taking UVA minus 10. Okay, moving on to Pitt versus Tennessee. Um, Pitt's a three-point favorite, and, and I absolutely love Pittsburgh this week. I think they got too much defense for that um, what to seem to be a very pedestrian Tennessee offense last week against Bowling Green. They, they just couldn't seem to get things going consistently. Uh, Joe Milton's going to be fairly limited. He had to rush 14 times for only 44 yards last week. 
barely threw for 135 yards. And goes, I think he ended up topping out around 136. Um, Pittsburgh's defense is going to be suffocating. Pittsburgh has one of the best front fours in all of college football. They're going to smother Joe Milton. Uh, they're going to make it very hard for Tennessee to move the ball. Pittsburgh covers the spread, minus three. I'm taking it all day long, dropping one unit down on each one of these games. And by the way, guys, unit size, I haven't listed it for the first two games. My apologies. I'm going one unit on each one of those. And if I don't say it, more than likely it's one unit. If I have a, if I have a bigger, larger play, I'm going to let you know. Um, moving on, uh, my final college football play of the weekend is going to be UAB at Georgia. The over-under is set at 44. Georgia only squeaked out 10 points last week, but that was a very tough Clemson defense. So I'm not going to hold that against them. This is an absolute tune-up game for Georgia. They are going to put it to UAB. They're going to go over 40. I think Georgia can score 45 by themselves. I look for Georgia to score somewhere between 38, 45 points. Another 10 from UAB as they squeak out a few points as um, Georgia brings in their uh, their reserves. Um, and then the sharp money also, you know, that's one of the things I'm going to talk about on this podcast is where I'm seeing the money go. Is there big money flowing towards a certain side? Is there sharp money flowing towards a certain side? It it's I'm not following it 100%. I'm using my own research and my own analytics to make my to make my picks. But I sometimes use that as a tiebreaker if I'm really stuck between oh which way do I want to go? Like I'm I, I really feel both sides. But you know what? This one I felt fairly comfortable with, and I saw the sharps on it, and I absolutely loved it. So recapping all of my college football plays, there's only four today. I got Iowa State minus four and a half, UVA minus 10, and then I got Pittsburgh minus three over Tennessee, and I'm taking the over 44 UAB versus Georgia. I do want to talk about Ohio State versus Oregon. The reason why it's not on my my list here to bet it is simply because there's too many unknowns with Oregon with, uh, with Kayvon Thibodeau being out. They're saying he's day-to-day. They're going to try and play him. The problem with that is, is that the game kicks off at noon. So that's a 9 a.m. body clock game for Oregon. Um, Ohio State and Oregon didn't do Oregon any favors by scheduling this game at 12 o'clock on Saturday. So, um, like I said like I said before, follow me along on Twitter, and then I'm going to give that play out. I want, to, I want some more things to kind of come to fruition. I want to be able to get as much information as I possibly could. You know, sitting here Friday afternoon, I have no idea if Kayvon Thibodeau is going to play or not. Um, that that line is currently sitting at 14, 14 and a half in some places. So um, so be very careful taking that right now because if you hammer Ohio State, then all of a sudden Kayvon Thibodeau comes back. He's not going to move the line that much, but he's going to absolutely wreck that game in a, in a way that could most certainly impact the line. And you want to make sure that you're getting the best number possible. So if you're hearing word that Kayvon Thibodeau is going to play, I, I would take Oregon. If not, Maybe take Ohio State, but follow me along on Twitter. I'm going to give that play out at some point on Saturday morning, so follow along for that. All right, let's move on to the NFL. All right, week one NFL play. So exciting. I cannot wait to sit down on Sunday morning and just watch all the pregame shows, watch all my betting shows, and really just digest and take it in, get my fantasy football lineup set, get my player prop bets in, and post it to Twitter and or TikTok, so uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. I, ca- I cannot wait. Week one is always just a just a holiday for me. For the NFL, it's it's you know it's you know it's been one of those things that I've absolutely loved, you know, since I was a little kid. All right, so 
Uh, let's get to the actual games itself. Let's talk about my first play here, which is going to be San Francisco versus Detroit. I want to talk about the total in this game, and the, the line is currently set at 45 over under. 10-0 in their last 10 games. Um, the, the, it's the I'm sorry, let me back up. Detroit is 10-0 in their last 10 games uh, going over the first game of the year. So Detroit comes out hot. Or they come out slacking and allowing a bunch of points. I didn't actually go back and look at all 10 of those games to see how they fared in it. But at 45, this Detroit defense might be the worst in the entire league. They got a brand new head coach, they got a brand new defensive coordinator. They're going to struggle. And when I say brand new defense coordinator, I mean Aaron Glenn is a first time defensive coordinator. And then the 49ers are going to come out hot. This is a body clock game for the 49ers. It's going to be, you know, 10 o'clock their time. They may struggle out of the gates getting getting ready to go, but this game goes over 45 easily, and then San Francisco rolls. I don't have a play on the spread on this one. It's set at 7.5. I'm not touching that one. I could see this one being a backdoor cover uh, by the Lions as they're just putting up garbage uh, yards and points towards the end of the game after San Francisco pulls away early on in the game. So give me... One unit down on the over 45 in San Francisco versus Detroit. One of the games that I absolutely loved when I saw it in the books, and then I even loved it more today when news broke that Carson Wentz is going to start. I'm hoping Quentin, we get the same news for Quentin Nelson. But the Seahawks travel to Indianapolis, and currently the, the Seahawks are three-point favorites. And then the over-under is set at 49. So, loving the Colts plus three here. Uh, the reason this is the, the reason why Colts have a great defense and a great running game. They're going to control the clock. They're going to slow roll Wentz back into it. They're not going to put too much pressure on Wentz. Seattle's defense, they they just aren't very good outside of Carlos Dunlap, who is actually kind of aging and his his you know skills and, and talents diminishing. Bobby Wagner looks good, you know, or Bobby Wagner is good, but that's all they really have to offer on defense. Outside of those two guys, it's really really thin. Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, Carson Wentz, that offensive line, that monstrous defense for Indianapolis, they get it done. I'm taking the Colts plus three, but I'm also sprinkling some down on the money line. That's not my official play. Um, at, at plus three, on most plays that I'm doing plus three, I'm going to sprinkle some down on the money line just because it makes sense for me to do that. So I'm taking the Colts money line. I'm going to sprinkle some there. I'm taking the Colts plus three, and I'm taking under 49. Both Seattle and Indianapolis are going to come out and try to control the game by running the, fo- the football. So there's going to be there's not going to be a ton of points scored in that game. Another thing that I'm going to look at for this is also the first half total and the first half spread. So, again, follow me along on Twitter because I'll give those plays out more than likely the day of. That way we get the best number, number possible. Like I'm going to reiterate this, Wentz is going to be slow rolled. I, I can't imagine him throwing too many passes or them being too big of a ditch. They're going to pound Jonathan Taylor. They're going to sprinkle in some Naheem Hines, some Marlon Mack. They're going to control the pace of this game. They're going to let Wentz get his feet back under them. They, they invested what potentially is a first-round draft pick in Wentz. They have Super Bowl aspirations. They have a great offensive line and a great defense. They're going to control this game from the very start. Colts cover the three-point spread. And this goes under. So give me the Colts plus plus three and under 49. Next game I want to go to here is Arizona versus Tennessee. Arizona currently is three-point dogs on the road. In my opinion, Arizona 
has way too much offense for this putrid, or what potentially is a putrid Tennessee defense. Um, they, they lost Adoree Jackson in the offseason. Uh, Jadavion Clowney didn't do much for them last season, but they really lack a significant pass rush. I think Kyler Murray is going to be able to sit back there, pick them apart all day. Who's going to cover DeAndre Hopkins on this team? Haven't looked at DeAndre Hopkins' player prop bet, but if it's anywhere in the neighborhood of 89 to 94 yards, I'm taking the over on that all day long. DeAndre Hopkins is going to torch this Tennessee defense. Give me Arizona. Give me plus the three. Uh, the sharp money also, uh, I'm, I'm seeing that sharp money is coming in on Arizona, so I love it even more. Give me Arizona plus three. We're going to go one unit on that one. Moving on to what potentially could be the game of the day on Sunday. So the, in the 1 o'clock hour and the 4 o'clock hour, not counting the primetime game, this could be the game of the day, and this is going to be the Chargers traveling across the country. We have a lot of West Coast teams traveling over the East Coast this week. But the Chargers travel to Washington to play the football team. Football team's got a new quarterback under center, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Curtis Samuel's just been ruled out, actually been placed on IR. So now uh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick excuse me, will be down uh, a pass catcher, and it'll be interesting to see who kind of fills in for there. Adam Humphreys will be sliding in the spot. Should be Diami Brown on the outside. I don't have a play on the spread on this game as it's currently a pick em. I'm leaning Chargers. Just because I love Justin Herbert so much, I think this guy has all the tools, all the skills to be the next great uh, quarterback in the NFL. Where I'm focusing my energy here is the over/under. Uh, the under is, or the over/under, set at 44 and a half. So the under is hitting uh, when with Washington. So with Washington, the under is hitting eight of the last ten times when teams are traveling 2,000 plus miles. So Washington, with their great defense, uh, excuse me, LA, they got a great, they got a, they got, they don't have a great defense. They have a pretty good defense. They're going to be both teams are going to try and control it. They're going to keep the score low. I can see both teams kind of starting slow out of the gates. We don't know what's going on with Austin Eckler. Yes, he practiced today, but it's hard to tell if he's going to be limited. Uh, If he is, this this is a this is an entirely different team. This 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 total goes under forty four and a half. So give me the under and the Chargers and the Washington football. Uh, team. Uh, last play of the day for NFL is going to be the Green Bay Packers. Supposed to be traveling to New Orleans, but unfortunately they're going to be playing in Jacksonville. So it'll be the Green Bay Packers taking on the New Orleans Saints in Jacksonville. Uh, so New Orleans has struggled out of the gate. So out of their last 10, they are 2-8 and eight against the spread in their first game. So they're, they're really struggling out of the gates covering those spreads. Again, no Michael Thomas. Marquez Callaway looked great in the one game in the preseason. But outside of that, who they throwing the ball to? I believe Traquan Smith is iffy to play this week. Adam Troutman, he had hurt, he had gotten injured in the preseason too. What's going on with him? The Saints could have could be dealing with a bunch of injuries, while the Packers seem to be fairly healthy. And they got a, another pissed off Aaron Rodgers. They got Devontae Adams in a contract year. This is a team that's going to come out humming. Green Bay is three and a half point favorites. I'm taking that all day long. That is actually my favorite play of the day. I'm dropping three units down on Green Bay. Uh, to cover the three-and-a-half-point spread. And then sharp action's also coming in on New Orleans, but I'm I'm fading the sharp action on this one. just doesn't make much sense for me to think that, that New Orleans is going to be able to come within roughly a field goal of, of Green Bay. I think Green Bay wins this game by potentially double digits. I think that's how much better 
the 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 Packers are going to be than the Saints. For those that are interested in potentially betting the over under the points, it's set at fifty. The over is nine and one in the last ten games when these two teams play head to head. I can't imagine this one goes under or over. Excuse me. I don't have a play on this one just because of all the uncertainty uncertainties on the on the Saints side. So, uh, Jameis, he's going to be you know primed to throw one or two picks. You know, throws one to Jair Alexander gets gets housed. Uh, that that could definitely that could definitely be one thing that happens. So to recap my plays here for the NFL, I got the over 45 in San Francisco and Detroit. Give me the Colts plus three over the Seattle Seahawks. I'm also taking the under 49 in that game and then sprinkle some on the Colts outright money line. Arizona, give me them plus three versus Tennessee. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a huge problem for the Tennessee Titans. Give me the under 44 and a half. Uh, Chargers versus Washington football team, and then Green Bay minus three and a half against New Orleans. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, as it's been a pleasure, like and subscribe this podcast. Drop me a review. Give me a follow on my social media handles, and we'll make some money and we'll cash some tickets. We're going to do better this week. We're going to do better than my two and five podcast play starts. Uh, so if you If you don't follow me on the social media handles, get on it now, and then I'll talk to you guys next week. All right, bye.